Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and an observer of Leif Erikson Day. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. And each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. Every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 2009, Greenland assumed self rule. Since 1721, the large, icy country had been under the rule of Denmark. But after the people voted 76% in favor of referendum to become self-governing, the tides finally turned. Let's look back on the history of Greenland and the impact of this important referendum. Located in the Arctic, Greenland is almost 2 million kilometers in area, making it the largest island in the world. The population of the country is only about 56,000 people, who mostly live on the southern coast. That's because many parts of the country are too cold to be inhabitable in the long term. About 90% of the population are indigenous Inuit, a group of people from Arctic regions of Canada, Alaska, and Greenland. You might be wondering why the country is called Greenland when it's located in the Arctic, and how Iceland got its off-putting name when it's about six times more populous and much less icy. These countries were both named by Viking explorers who journeyed over from the Norse region, which includes present-day countries like Sweden, Norway, and Finland, and it was Viking tradition to name places as they saw them. Some people say that the Nordic wanted to throw fellow Europeans off their trail, so they named the more inhabitable island Iceland and the snowy Arctic island Greenland. This isn't necessarily true, though. According to fossils from around 800 to 1300 AD, southern Greenland used to be warmer than it is now. So even though more than 80% of Greenland is covered in ice, it could have very well had green grass when explorer Eric the Red landed there. Only 11% of Iceland is covered in ice, but when the Norse explorer Natador reached Iceland, it was snowing, so he called it Snowland. But then the next Viking to reach the island, Floki, had a rough time. His daughter died en route to the island, and his livestock were failing. According to the legend, he climbed a mountain and saw an expanse of icebergs, which led to the name Iceland, which has stuck since. So are the rumors true that naming an Arctic island Greenland was just a cruel medieval marketing scheme? Not really. It's more so that the Gulf Stream, a warm current, causes the climate of these islands to oscillate every couple hundred years. Climate change, notwithstanding. One more quick fact about Norse exploration— you know that Spongebob episode where they celebrate Leif Erikson Day? That's a real holiday on October 9th. Leif Erikson is believed to be the first European to set foot in North America, about 500 years before Christopher Columbus. Columbus never even set foot on the North American mainland. Rather, he reached the Caribbean island of Hispaniola, 
He created a settlement on the northeastern coast of the continent, but historians are unsure exactly where it was. Back to present day, though. If you were getting colonial vibes from these stories of European conquests, you were right on the money. As early as 1262, Greenland became part of the Old Kingdom of Norway, which reached the height of its power between 1240 and 1319. When its power declined, Norse settlements persisted in the country, and Inuit groups took control of their land for the most part. Still, by the early 1700s, Denmark colonized the country. From there, the movement for sovereignty from Danish rule was slow yet steady. Strangely enough, when Denmark was conquered by Nazis in World War II, the control of Greenland was relinquished to the U.S. They were pretty hands-off about the whole thing, though. But they did use their land to build military bases, which still exist today. Greenland allows the U.S. to use them as a gesture of allyship. Before World War II, the Danish government had leveraged a monopoly on Greenland, meaning that they controlled what countries the island could trade with. But after the war, the U.S. became interested in the island for its useful location in wartime and offered Denmark $100 million for it. The small European peninsula declined. Speaking of which, another fun fact, did you know that you can fit 50 Denmarks inside of Greenland? But about 6 million more people live in Denmark than Greenland. Go figure. After this moment of upheaval, things began to change for the large icy island. By 1979, the people of Greenland voted 70% in favor of a referendum to establish greater autonomy from Denmark. This went into effect without much conflict, leading to the development of a Greenlandic parliament. In practice, Greenland could then regulate its education, health, fishing trade, and environmental policy. So what made the 2009 referendum different? On this day in 2009... Greenland's self-rule took effect, which further expanded their autonomy from Denmark. Now, Greenland is responsible for its own judicial affairs and policing. For example, Greenlanders are now recognized as their own nation of people under international law. This is considered to be a step forward towards eventual complete independence from Denmark, and there doesn't seem to be much pushback, though Denmark still currently controls the country's foreign affairs and defense. Greenlandic is the official language on the island, though children also learn English and Danish in schools. Every year in March, golfers can visit the island to participate in the World Ice Golf Championships. Ice golf is exactly what it sounds like. It's golf, but there's no putting on the green because there is no green. Rather, you're teeing it off in the snow. And one last thing. Do you remember in 2019 when Donald Trump tried to buy Greenland? That move came right from the post-World War II playbook. But still, Greenland's prime minister replied, Greenland is not for sale and cannot be sold. So, got him. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Now let's talk about music. Today we have a very special guest. Kate Bollinger is here to talk about a special day in their life. 
Hey guys, this is Kate Bollinger. I'm a singer-songwriter from Charlottesville, Virginia. It's strange thinking back to the release of my EP, I Don't Want to Lose, on June 21st of 2019. I think because it feels simultaneously like a long time ago and also like it just happened recently. I think that project was really special because I went into it without any real expectations or experience with recording in a studio space um, or with a band because I had spent high school recording alone in my room. So having a band and an engineer were all new things to me. I'd won a free day of recording at this studio in Louisa, Virginia when I was in high school and finally decided to use it. So we recorded, I think, six or maybe seven songs live as a band all in one day. And five of those songs became the I Don't Want to Lose EP. I think you can feel the spontaneity and the serendipitous nature of the EP when you listen to it, having done things that way and then in a more deliberate, purposeful way later on my next EP, a word becomes a sound. I really value both kinds of processes. The release of that first EP was a public display of finding my footing, so June 21st is a very special date to me. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a June 21st in my life. June 21st, 2019, I drafted a thank you for the sleeve note inside of the vinyls that were being sold for The Masquerade. It read, Hi, thank you so much for supporting The Masquerade. This album was an incredible experience for me to work on, and I could not be happier with the way it took shape. Last year, the idea of making an album seemed like a faraway pipe dream. Now, a full freaking album exists in the world that I made with quite a bit of help. So thank you to everyone who helped along the way to make this project as lovely as it is and to the people who took the time to listen to my music in the first place. This one's for you. Love, Maya. And I still stand by that statement. I feel like I have such a hard time coming up with anything beyond just saying thank you and I hope that voices my appreciation as much I pos- as much as I possibly can. Um, I just feel truly so thankful that I'm able to do this every single day for my job. So thank you all for making that a possibility. Thanks for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365